Welcome back to the Old Volks Home podcast with me, Dan Locke, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Matt Waldock. How are you, Matt? Yo, I'm good. And today, we've got a very special guest joining us today. We've got Simon from... Well, whereabouts are you from, Simon? I know you mentioned it before. You're up towards near where Matt um, is, aren't you? Well, I used to be there. I've kind of moved from uh, from Bannickford, where I've moved to, where uh, Haverhill. Ah, and right. It, a little shithole in, in, in Suffolk. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I just thought, uh, because not many of our listeners are going to know who you are, because for the majority of our listeners right now are probably American due to all the, the rabbit content that we've done in the past. So just to, yeah, yeah. just to you know, break the ice and, you know, get allow people to get to know you, I thought we'd start off with the four-space garage scenario. I, I don't know if you're aware. No, go on. So basically, just to kick things off, just so we know a little bit more about you, let's pretend, right, you've got a four-space garage, which I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm, I'm, you're nearly there, aren't you, anyway? I've got more than that. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, well just for, you know, for, for <laughs> now, you've got a four-space garage. I've got four, and money's no problem. No, yeah, exactly. Imagine someone control alted deleted your entire fleet of vehicles and you have four spaces in your garage to fill. You've got unlimited money. What are your what I'm asking, what are your four dream vehicles basically? Four dream vehicles, right? I've already got one of them. Okay. Uh, that's basically the golf, the the swamp rat. It's a dream because it's like it's a bigger story behind the car, but we get to that later. Okay. Uh I don't know. It's tough, isn't it, when you're put on the spot? Um, I've never really thought about four dream cars. I've got my dream car. I'm not really interested in, like, supercars and, like, old oh, malarkey. Uh, <laughs> Integrale. They'll be my two little uh, 90s, 90s cars. Yeah, okay. Then so you we've need, got the Mark II, Mark II Golf. Yep. Inter then uh, Lancia Integrale. Yeah. Right, you need a daily, don't you? Yeah, go for it. What's your daily going to be? I would say that my bank account is limited, so the you can have doesn't matter. Any vehicle you want, anything. Oh, all right. Well, then Rolls Royce Cullinan. Okay. You know the big, you know the uh, Rolls Royce SUV. I've probably seen it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, just to keep the family alive and, <laughs> and kids entertained with the star grazing roof, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need one more, right? One more. See, my missus is not really into cars, so she she would just be happy in the calendar. Uh, I need something daily, and I. Um... <laughs> Van AMG Mercedes. Yeah, but you know what? I'd probably go with the AMG Mercedes, but you know the um the estate versions from early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, one of those purely because I've got a family, I've got a kid, I need a pram space and i've got a dog don't want a g-wagon so, nah mate well well from west side fucking <laughs> mtv crib something nah mate no <laughs> nah, i don't want a g-wagon calendar's good enough for that so you're like but, me you think practically about things yeah i mean it's cool to have a lambo right but i've got i've got um what you call it speed ramps where i live right so yeah. <laughs> I've got a five series at the moment, mate. I don't really have to slow it down. I just kind of graze over them. 
where in the lamp on my heat and then everyone looks at you like you're something else uh, yeah yeah for no. sure no so uh yeah i think maybe i would change the integrality to um to a short wheelbase audi quattro fair enough and that's your yeah. four dream space garage done and dusted yeah yeah i think well, so well welcome to the podcast my friend uh, thank I, you very I, much for inviting me no it's all good man it's all good and uh i don't know if you wanted to talk about uh your podcast that you've got coming up in today's episode at all um yeah i mean we can we can talk about that or do you want me to talk about it a little bit now yeah so just just tell us a little bit about uh what you're working on and what you what you hope to achieve with it right so basically uh the podcast is called the drive-in um like a pub like an inn um it's based in my garage um which you probably have seen pictures of. Um, and basically the the idea behind it is to get all the people from the automotive tuning industry to come on here and share their experience and share their side of the story, how they became, well, how they went from being a hobbyist or being really passionate about something and like being a little side job or let it be whatever, you call it whatever, Mm. and then becoming successful so whether it be someone who's organized a little meet and then it progressed into a massive international show um to people who cleaned cars then manufactured car cleaning products like you know where i work out the nest um and then you've got people like kaiser who's basically um just stopped drawing cars and then obviously going to ea games and he's flying these days isn't he Wow. So it'd be, yeah. So it'd be quite nice to get those sort of people in, um, and they just share, like their, their story. If you know what I mean, how it went from being a kid and influenced when you were younger to uh, basically making life successful at the thing that you love doing. That's amazing. Done. I look forward to hearing yeah. some. I, I look forward to the launch. Do you have any idea on what dates you're going to be launching the podcast? Right. I've, so if I say dates on, well, if I, we talk dates, uh, my videographer and audio guy, Ollie, he gets really pissed off. Um, <laughs> purely because we want to get three or four on our belt. So we've got a bit of a head start. Yeah. Um, that's mainly because people pull out and, uh, you know, we've got, we've got full-time employment. So we are putting our, all of our basically free time into it. Mm. Uh, it's basically relying on the other people to come here sit down with us and so yeah i reckon um first of april that's first of april. that's first of april yeah that's the mm. uh yeah yeah that's well, a couple of weeks from now on isn't it yeah exactly and is it going to be video or just audio no you'd be uh both so uh we're on uh obviously going to be spotify amazon uh google uh all of those like I can't even remember. There's like six or seven of them that we're on. Oh, nice one. Uh, podcasting, like, websites. Uh, they've got YouTube and obviously all the other social media platforms like Instagram. At the drive-in underscore. No, sorry, what is it? Wait, I can't remember now. <laughs> I do like the name. I must admit, I, lo yeah. I love the name. And obviously, yeah, like you say, it, there's some videos and stuff on your Instagram. It looks very professional, which I'm very envious because... 
Um, as Matt will know, I record all the podcasts in my uh, rabbit pickup truck on the well, side of the road. <laughs> that's what my, my men- Matt's message did today to me, and I was like, "I beg your pardon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. honestly. But, but you know what? I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to quite a few episodes, and I, I really like what you're doing. Oh, bless otherwise, you. I, I wouldn't be here. Uh, otherwise, I'd, I'd be like that, mate. You're like, I appreciate that. I, I really do. Thank you, mate. But yeah, That's I'm good. I'm really looking forward to to the podcast. I think I'm going to be an avid listener. And yeah, uh, thank I'm you ex- very much. I'm excited to see who you get on. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, it's you said like some people do let you down last minute, and that is so so true, man. Absolutely. Think- and the people. So I'm not gonna like um, brag about like obviously I don't want everyone and no one on the show people that I'm trying to to get on are the people who actually made a successful business, Mm. i.e. they might be working on their own or Mm. they might have a team of 30, 40 people helping them run run the business. It's it's basically all of those little dreams that people dream of now, especially people that are younger than us, the generation, couple of generations below us, to get that inspiration to to carry on this... uh, this automotive modifying thing because I think the scene is kind of dying, if you know what I mean. Who would be your um dream guest to have on? Oh, Jay Leno, really? <laughs> oh, Jay Leno, straight away, mate. 100%. Are you a big fan? I love him. Oh, amazing, mate. I'd suck him off and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah, well, I no, look honestly, to, man. I look forward to Jay that. Leno. Is it's yeah, dream. And actually, one of my friends went to America a couple of weeks ago, Chiro, uh, who hosts a uh, petrol hedoism. Right. And yeah, he's popped up on the, on his Instagram. He, yeah, he's went to see Jay Leno. I was like, mate, you're an absolute. <laughs> I hate you. I'm not. I'm never jealous, or I don't envy people or anything, mate. Like, I literally don't give a fuck. Mm. But that was one time when I was actually jealous. Wow. Of someone that I know doing something that I would really like to do. Wow, so Jay Leno's your hero. Okay, okay. Now, Matt... I think he's just a great character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Matt, uh, if you could just keep it down, because, you know, we're trying to talk <laughs> here, and you're just you're so loud. Can you just keep it down? You're um, just listening, isn't it? Just jokes aside, um, obviously, uh, yourself, Simon, and Matt, uh, go way back i'm told you got how did you guys first meet yeah how the fuck did we meet Matt? i was doing a job for james and then well, up your old work in hartford no 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 i come up to the old chicken shit and, oh back in bunnyford yeah and i done yeah i the, think that's what it was i done the sorted the red caddy out because the steering was all crap and then we that's it and then we started building the uh, BBS car. Yes, and then we went to Wervesey. Yes, we drove it all the way. And and since then, Dan, I've been stuck with that idiot. <laughs> you have way round, isn't it? <laughs> Doing so. Like, yeah, that's it's boy, Jesus Christ, that must have been eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. Pick- it's longer, Matt. Yeah, we've had some good times. We've had a good laugh. Yeah, absolutely. 
Wow. And I'm sure, obviously, we'll probably talk about auto finesse uh, quite a bit in the episode today, just because, obviously, from outside looking in, that's where I know you from, that's where Matt's told me about, and uh, that's where I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to know you from. Oh, I want to know... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to know what happens before auto finesse. Did you... Were you always into cars and, and automotive stuff before? Yeah, so... Um... The first thing, I mean, it's it's all going to be, we've already recorded this podcast, so I'll tell you the story once more. But basically the story started when, well, the earliest story that I remember of having a car is being in like a toy shop in, back in Poland. And that's when I got my first sort of model car, you know, the diecast cars? Yes, yeah, of course. And that was, and that was a Lamborghini Diablo SV in yellow uh burgo one to 18 scale model right yeah that's the earliest i remember and then from that in the year 2000 i went to a vw mania show back in poland mm -hmm. with my then stepdad uh i was what uh nine years old eight years old wow so um yes yeah, since basically then Seeing all the T4s being driven in a Mach 2 VR6 Turbo for the first time, um, it was it was insane. And yeah, from that on, uh, first car we've ever bought. Well, my stepdad bought it for me. It was a Mark 1 convertible. That was back in Poland when I was what 12. We were kind of doing that up together. 12 and... years old. You got your first Mark 1, uh, what Cabriolet, I suppose. Yeah, 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 Cabriolet. Um, Cabby. Yeah, uh, with the plastic, big plastic bumpers, everything. Wow. And well, he obviously like he was building that car for me back then. Um, so we had, I remember we had full white dashboard and white Recaro seats. Like, I mean, pure white seats, pure white dashboard. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, that's what. That's all I remember. And uh, Bob, Bob T's. Um, oh yeah, the five the garage. That's it. Yeah, spoke, they? Yeah, yeah, they're thin five spokes. Yeah. Um, but they're, so they're, they were the wheels I remember having in our, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, in our loft. Mm. Then, when I was 14 or 13, don't ask me because I smoked way too much weed. <laughs> um, we moved to England, right? So obviously, we had to leave that project then, it got sold, blah, blah, blah. Then uh, about age of 15... My then stepdad, which I'm not going to name on this podcast purely because, you know, just no point, uh, just start abusing cocaine. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, got our family into debt. We had to sell a house in, in Royston. Then me and my mum had to move into a little flat. Then I bought, well, my mum kind of helped me buy my first car when I was 17 or 16. Which was a six N two Polo in silver, one point four match. Slammed it on some cheap FK. No, not FK. John. It was it John Matt back in the day. Yeah, it would have been John Coilovers. Yeah, John Coilovers. Um, some fake BBS wheels, and uh, yeah, and the journey began there. Wow, fake it till you yeah. make it, baby. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
Mate, I was 17 at the time, do you know what I mean? Like, I could oh, yeah, exactly. fucking real BBSs. I'll throw it at the age of 18, I started selling BBSs that I bought in Germany. I started shipping them to England, and I've made a few bucks, but... Wow, that's pretty cool. At seventeen as well, you, like there's me. I need, I mean, I know I'm not. I wasn't massively into cars back then, but like <laughs> my first car was like a hand-me-down Ford Fiesta, like a really oh, no. like a Mark III, like a, the bubble, what the shape like a bubble. So, uh, mate, you're doing all right. But that's yeah. the thing. I mean, you I mean, the first car, the first car I really drove was my mum's. She had a Fiat Punto Sporting 1.2. Well, there you go. And I was nicking that at the age of 16 uh, <laughs> to drive from Royston to Bunningford to see my pals in it. So, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, mate, I've been around cars for, for a long time. Long, long time. Oh, and nice. I love it. Yeah. When, so, did, when did your um, Mark IV come along? The grey one? Mark IV. The grey one. So I've been... Oh, Mark IV. I got that for my 18th. Did you ever get that on the road or was that just... So basically, the car was ninety nine percent done. Do you know? Well, I don't actually know what happened with it. Oh no, that's what I remember. Um, I was eighteen or nineteen, and I got offered a credit card. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I went a bit of a mad one. Um, you know, splashing the cash, uh, holidays, whatnot. Went mm-hmm. to myself a little bit of a debt. Uh, had. Um, Bailiffs going around my mum's house, so I had to uh, pull some money out together. So we sold pretty much everything from that car. Oh my god! I mean, I've made I've made quite a, I've made actually money on it because uh, I've refurbished a lot of parts, like subframes for engine, uh, alternators, gearboxes, uh, but not so and the shell. So I've actually made a bit of money from that. Paid all the debts off and started fresh from there. Wow. So yeah. where, where does your story go from there? Like, what happens between then and then suddenly working for Auto Finesse? Right, so actually, it's kind of binds together. Um, so I was working for this bloke in Hare Street, modifying, well, not modifying, restoring old American cars mainly. Oh, okay. And um, got party with James and Sean uh, from Auto Finesse, which were at the top of the industrial estate. And um, they've asked me to go to earlier, well, not early edition, normal edition 38. Uh, so, like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Like, been there a few times before. Um, I hope you guys out. Went there, done the show, came back, went to sleep on Sunday, woke up Monday morning, gone back and back to work. The main doors open. I went, this is a bit suspect because no one was outside. I walk inside, and it's fucking the whole unit is empty. You know, do you know where wh- which units I'm talking about, Matt? The one on the left hand side. I should drive up on the industrial. Yeah, that's it. The, the tall ones. That's it. Yeah. So uh, that entire unit was filled with eight or nine cars, and more fucking spare parts than you can imagine. Like it would take about three or four full lorry loads to. To get rid of everything, right? Anyway, came back up in on Monday. Everything's fucking gone, but the Mark IV Golf and a few of my tools I had left uh, scattered around it, but everything else was gone. What the hell? Wait, wait, wait. Let me just rewind just a sec so I got the story straight. Uh, you're you're working for a guy 
fixing uh, re- restoring American vehicles. And this, yes. is this in the same industrial state as Auto Finesse? Auto Finesse, correct. And James says, why don't you come with us to Edition 38 for a weekend, help us out. What were you just yeah. giving him a hand, like a, you know... Whatever. Yeah, we just went, like, I was really patty with him. I, like, never had in, any intentions of working for him. Like, I was quite happy doing, like, restoring, hand, like, being hands-on. Um, and carts and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as pals, like we were friends, and I just went to help them out. They needed a hand. And then you came back the Monday. On Monday, yeah. The unit that you're working at had been robbed. Basically, yeah. Jesus Christ, man! But he hasn't been robbed. He's just been uh, basically cleared out by the uh, by the gaffer. Oh right. So the person you work for is it? Yeah. That's why the hands were by my mop for golf and a few of my parts were left right in the middle of the workshop. Oh, I see. So the place hadn't been broken into. The person you no. worked for just did a runner. Absolutely correct. Oh, shit. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've had much more sh- worse shit happen to me than that. But yeah, it's, it's all right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's mad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But well, everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you could look at it like that. So then what happened next? So uh, I'm a cum geezer. Like, uh, you know, I've jumped in this um, Mark II Ford Transit with a door missing. That was just being left outside as well. And I drove up to um, to Auto Finesse's unit. Many I was like, can I have a cup of tea and everything? Because like, I don't even have a fucking kettle. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, well, <laughs> the business folded. Like, there's, there's nothing left. Wow. And um, at that time, I think James needed someone. He was like, well, do you need a job? Can you fill bottles? It's like, I don't know if I can fill bottles, but I'm pretty sure it's not rocket science. And uh, gave it a go. I gave it a go 11 years ago, and I'm still here. 11 years ago that happened yeah wow because mm-hmm. matt was telling me you started off as a detailer right well no so before that i had a couple of jobs i was doing um a few balloting jobs like you know body shops and whatnot then i went to work for this guy doing american cars and then i went to work for, for all the finance but wow. in the beginning time after five years of being there i think I quit for a year and a half or two years to do my own detailing thing. And uh, then I've lost my driving license for dangerous driving. And um, went traveling. Yeah? What, just on your own? or with... Oh, yeah, yeah. Went, oh, yeah, on my own. I don't like going traveling with people, mate. So Where did you go? Then. India and Malaysia. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It yeah, did. Yeah. It, it does open your eyes when you go traveling. On your, I say this all the time, like just just to friends and family and stuff. When you do travel on your own or or with your partner or whatever the situation may be, does change your life a little bit? Yeah, uh, it's life. changed. My, um, I tell you what, no, it's changed my life drastically. Uh, look, um, say what you want. Like people have money and all that shit, but. You just have to feel privileged that you've got somewhere warm to sleep and have a have a warm shower. 
Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, that's 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 basically the bottom line. Like everything else, like the cars, fucking watches, uh, whatever you're into, right? That's just an extra. Yeah, for sure. Like, but you should be grateful for the basic things in life. For sure, mate. For sure. Yeah. Now, obviously, throughout the the podcast, if there's anything that you if you say something or or whatever, if you want us to bleep it, we've got someone who edits our podcast. No, nah, mate, I don't. And unless you don't like swearing so much, then no, uh, no, that's a, that's all good. Yeah, well, then, no, nah, mate, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, Matt, you know me. I'm straight up and honest. I say what I think, and I don't, I don't take no repercussions from it, mate. Sweet. Well, okay. So we're you're at Auto. This is going back eleven years ago now. You're at Auto yeah. Finesse. Tell us a little bit about working at Auto Finesse. Like, have you just stuck to one particular job there? Is it is it different is to the normal working environment? What's the what's the go? What's uh... right? So, obviously, when it was just me, James, and Shan, it was all hands on deck doing whatever we needed to do: revs, to fill bottles, take photographs, videos, promotional things. Um, pardon me. Um, send out the orders. We're all chipped in, doing whatever we needed doing. And then kind of as of time, like we had to employ more people because we we're getting busier and busier. Mm. Um, then I've got put into production manager position. Okay. What does that involve? Doing everything that involves uh, production of the of the bottles of the of the product so from ordering to uh, making sure we've got enough labels enough stock predicting what we're gonna sell at what times obviously you've got seasonal things that uh, you're gonna sell more of this product than the other uh, at this time of the year um looking after people uh dealing with deliveries drivers everything <laughs> Wow. Basically, by everything. Like, honestly, me, me, James, and Sean have done everything that you can imagine doing in the business. Wow. Uh, Oh, yeah, I bet. I just thought, like, you, you know, typical just thinking, like, I thought you would have had to buy the product from maybe across overseas or somewhere else, manufactures the product, sends it to you, and stick your own label on it. No, actually, me and James came up with a lot of formulations. uh, Oh, really? You got your own in house. As well. Yeah, we've we've had our own chemists, uh, but to actually produce and manufacture the uh, certain products on sites, you you require machines that are basically right. out of reach. Uh, so if you just produce in like small batches for yourself um, to start with, there is no there's no point of you investing, let's say, three, four, five million pound on the equipment when you're only going to see, say, a fifth of that in return. Um, yeah. So we do come up with our own formulations and stuff in our own lab. Wow. And then we take it to uh, basically a person that can make it in bulk. Uh, and then, yeah, we get it shipped to uh, to our warehouse. And it's all filled uh, by what we've got, three, three or four machines. But it's all UK-based, though, isn't it? It's all UK based. Everything's UK based. That's quite good. I quite yeah. like that because obviously, for anybody listening in the UK, you can go to your local Halfords. There's going to be a shelf load of auto finesse stuff there. I don't know what other shops. Uh, actually, not here. anymore. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, that's it, actually that's that's something I wouldn't would really like to go into uh, detail more. You would? I wouldn't like to. Oh, okay. that's 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 fine. We can. But basically, we... uh, yeah. Okay. Is it just Auto Finesse providing that? Like, that's the only place you can get it is from Auto Finesse themselves. No, um, we've got plenty of other resellers uh, in the UK and across the world. Um, so we've just launched Auto Finesse America. I know. Uh, I was actually, talking to Matt about that. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, just in awe of the progression that Auto Finesse has made. From, you know, from like you said, like eleven years ago, you know, working for, you know, doing everything, and now it's like this global brand, which is amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You've got a place in state uh, in uh, Germany now. Yeah, we have a place next to Nebering. Uh, which is going to be our European distribution center. Um, yeah, we are uh, like Malaysia. Malaysia is doing really well for us. That's uh, China, America's doing well. Uh, Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. That's mad. Everywhere. That is so mm -hmm. cool. Like, out of, uh, out, literally out of a little chicken shed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, isn't that amazing just to start something and just see it grow and grow and grow and do all these big moves? Oh, it's... absolutely. Like, I think by James is amazing at what he does. Yeah. Uh, he he just gets the right people in to do the right jobs. Really? And, okay. And just, he just man, he's and he's got visions and he's he's ballsy as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, mate. He's he's ballsy with some moves that he does. He's. Sometimes he'll come up to me with an idea and I'll be like, mate, that's, that's sketchy. Like, are you sure? <laughs> and then, like, a couple of months later, I'm like, all right, yeah, fair enough. It's fucking worked out. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's yeah a master of what he does. He's a master of his craft. Oh, brilliant. I'd love to have James on. Maybe we can make that happen one day. Um, just just chat his ear off, basically, and uh, pick yeah, his Yeah, pretty sure he's got a lot of stories to tell yeah yeah but um <laughs> absolutely uh going back though to you know i want to know what your day-to-day -day looks like you know for someone like me who doesn't really know you know what happens at auto finesse hq and you know behind the scenes and stuff i mean feel free to share whatever you you feel like but no, I so um what, what will we do day-to-day yeah, like, what does your day-to-day -day look like? So, I get up, well, now I've got a kid, so probably about half five in the morning. Wow. Yep, look after a kid for an hour. Uh, whenever, well, if he's awake. If he's yeah. awake, I look after him for a bit, I play with him. If he's not, then obviously I'll let him sleep, and then I'll listen to sleep. Uh, get to work at about 10 to 8, cup of tea in the morning, go have a cup of tea, chat to the team. Make sure everyone's all right. Walk, do my little walk through the warehouse. Make sure the boys got everything that they need, i.e., boxes, tape, uh, you know, pallets, everything that you can think of about sending orders out through the through to direct customers into other businesses. So pallets, and then I get to my production end and I make sure that guys got everything that they need, pretty much two or three weeks in advance. Um, worth of product so making sure that we've got enough bottles in stock caps uh raw materials wow. then probably spend an hour or two chatting to james about cars um 
different trips, trainers and, <laughs> and whatnot. So you're very much in a position of like overseeing staff at the moment. Yeah, right? so I'm basically uh operations manager, so Wow. Pretty much have to deal with everyone and, and make everyone happy. Uh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Whereabouts is the Auto Finesse HQ? Just so to give people an idea uh, of whereabouts. So we we were based in uh, in England in the UK in in Essex uh, in a town called Harlow. Um, don't Google Harlow; it was just going to bring you up a lot of bad stuff about it. <laughs> sure, but, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So we were there, and then we've got an academy slash our media center. Um, mm in Bishop Stafford, not that far away from uh, Stansted Airport, where we hold all of our training sessions. Uh, that's where we film all of our videos uh, that we distribute on YouTube and social media. Basically, older, older content. Oh, so that's in a separate location? Absolutely. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And um, that's where we built the caddy, the grey one. That's it. That's right. it, yeah. So what we see on social media, like with the, the lovely carpets on the floor and the lovely little detailing that's, bay. Yeah, that's the academy. That's the academy. And that's where you've got the, this well, now three caddies, right? Correct. Wow. Okay, so there's no vehicles at the actual HQ, the actual place where the magic happens. No, there is a couple of forklifts. Um, <laughs> okay five or six pallet trucks i bet and, them forklifts uh, are well clean aren't they <laughs> no mate no 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 not i that. mean uh like everything else is clean but like do you know what I mean? we we use all this stuff like yeah. we've got five or six pallet trucks that just literally get abused every single day for sure like we send out well on a daily basis we get maybe 10 15 lorries in uh picking up different pallets to go all around the world Wow, that's yeah. incredible, isn't it? That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Big moves, man. He's um, doing all right. You mentioned products earlier on. Like one of the questions that I had for you was, I wanted to know what your th your top three to five products are that you absolutely love to use. Um, good wash mitt. You have to have a good wash mitt. A good wash bit, wash mitt, yeah. So instead, like we don't use sponges in the detailing game. We don't use a sponge purely because it creates all kinds of dilemma with. Oh, a, a wash mitt. Yes. Oh, sorry, I thought you said something else. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah, a wash mitt. Sorry, I thought you said wash bit. I'm like, oh, thinking no, a no. bit. Uh, so you need one of those. Yeah. Um, a good shampoo, so like a lava, all-purpose mm -hmm. shampoo. Iron out. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brake dust remover. So good for wheels and good for bodywork. Glass cleaner is a must. Tire cleaner. Uh, oh, the tire cleaner is really good, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, but it's, it's not a top five product. You, you can get away with that. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's, yeah. Is it good for oh, The tire cleaner, yeah. But like, Matt, I haven't cleaned the tires on a, on a swamp rat for eight years that I've had it. Which we will get to, I'm sure. I really want to ask a um, bunch of questions about the Mark II. And then Spritz, interior. Yeah, that's good. Uh, interior detailer, purely because it's an all-rounder. You can like, quickly wipe the seats with it and, and the dashboard to get rid of any dust. Wow. But yeah. Oh, I like those that. Those. Good as well, isn't it? Sorry? 
Triple's good. Triple's good, yeah, all round polish. But Ooh, that's my favourite. Yeah, it's it does the trick. Now, also you mentioned about trips and stuff like that earlier with Auto Finesse. Obviously you've done Worthy Sea. Four times. Four times. And obviously yeah. now it's not on anymore, is it? Well, um, the Wervesey as a place might not be anymore, but Wervesey as the people will Ooh, always yeah. be alive. True, yeah. True. So this year, um, it's, I believe it's around Bodicey, uh, so it's a lake in between Austria, Italy, and Germany. Mm-hmm. And excess culture are holding three or four shows around there. Oh, in right. Based off like one weekend to yeah. Wow. What's yeah. been your fav what's been your favorite memories of any sort of trips, you know, especially with Auto Finesse and the gang, uh, as it um, were. What's man, been your you know, the favorite trip? The favorite mem- the favorite the most favorite trip. Matt, I'm sure you've got one as well, right? Yeah, the first time we went to work, he was good. Well, when I took the golf and you took the... Um, I took the BBS car the and BBS. you got And I had to do your wheelbarrow outside that See, I, I, I don't... I would like to say that was... Yeah, I, do you know what? Yeah. Purely because that was my dream to take my own Mark II golf to Wurzee, to build a Mark II golf and to take it to Wurzee. That's been my life, lifelong dream. I like that. That's quite good. Yeah. There's been other funnier trips. Um but that was that was like a dream come true. Build a mark to go, take it to Weber Z. Mm. And I think uh Poland yeah. for the first time as well. What racism? Yeah. Uh yeah, well I didn't go there with you guys, did I? I flew to the other fucking part of Europe and then had to hitchhike. No, you disappeared. You can't hitchhike. You disappeared. Yeah. You know, I had to, I flew to fucking Frankfurt. He drove. Out. He got the train to his dad's. Oh yeah, that was after the show. But I mean, getting to the show. <laughs> oh, what, when we met you in the in in the street. Yeah, when you guys like, I was just walking with my friend called Daniel, and we were walking down, and you guys started driving past. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was good. And then yeah, I disappeared the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just got drunk and jumped on the train and oh, went to my dad. Your VR6. Green one. Uh, Mark III. Oh, yeah. The Mark III Golf. Yeah. Pride and Joy back in the day. Was. And it was. You, and then you took all you took all your sprinting off of there and put it on your... Mark III Golf. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, I've done everything I could have done with that car. Uh basically took everything out of it sold it as a non-rolling shell for two and a half grand uh, <laughs> took the engine out of it took the suspension out of it sold the seats for two and a half grand paid two grand to have them done uh sold the whole interior and i yeah I've, I've, i mean i i came up clean on that motor a part of the fact that i've bought it with bbs lms which turned out to be fake. Hello? Yes. Hello? How are you calling it? What's going on? I don't know what he's going on. Can you hear Hello? me? Hello? I, I can, can hear everyone. Yeah, I can hear everybody as well. I don't know. It just went really, really quiet for me. Oh. 
no, no, I'm, I'm good. Sorry, what? You must close your ears at that time. Um, Simon, <laughs> we're talking Yo. about past vehicles, right? I want to yeah. know first question: what vehicle? Well, what Volkswagens have you owned in your lifetime? You know, you've mentioned a few already, but what have you owned, and what's been your most favourite Volkswagen to own? Okay, so. Obviously, the Mark One cab when I was really young, but he wasn't technically mine, but I'd take it as mine. Um, then it was a 6N2 Polo. Yeah. 1.4 match. After that, obviously, me being a man from the Poland, I had to own a Passat. Okay. <laughs> so I've, I've swapped my 6N2 for a good old trusty Passat. That turned out to be the worst decision in my entire life. Oh dear. No. Yeah. That I like a Passat. I've got um, one. No, but, but Passats are good, but not that one. That one had a uh, leaky everything, mate. There was like, every time it rained, you had five inches of water in it. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've managed to sell that for 700 quid. And the same day, I found my first Mark II Golf. Uh, 1.6 driver. Okay. That lowered on some telly dials. Uh, that was a good car. It's done a lot of miles in it. That was my daily for a couple of years. Um, from that, I had a Mach 3 convertible. Okay, yeah. Is this what people call the 3.5? No. No. No, no, no. no. I had an actual Mark III 1996 N-Reg. Um, I get confused yeah. about this because, like, I I see the Mark III convertible and I post it up on stories and then people comment straight away saying, that's a 3.5, and I have no idea what they're talking if about. If it's a 3.5, it looks like it's got Mark IV golf headlights. For front end, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. But it's not the same. It's the, the only thing what's the same is the headlights. The wings, the bumpers smaller. The whole thing smaller on the front. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, now that was a Mark III convertible, um, which is a pretty funny story. I had to slam on some fourteens. Like I mean, that thing was scraping the ground. Really. And as you, and as you know, on a convertible, the seal is a lot lower because obviously it has to be strengthened. Yeah, you got the seals in you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was driving on the A10 right by the uh, Gulf uh, Huts. Golf club in uh, near Packridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit a pothole, and basically the pothole appeared to be a lot bigger than than I imagined. So oh. basically, the car <laughs> nearly done a fucking candle <laughs> yoga candle position when you basically car stands up in the midair. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, the entire seal, the door, was basically just fucked. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, that it was. Quite a funny experience, to be fair. I laughed it off because I was alive. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then from that, I had another Mark II Golf. Sorry, Mark. Then I had a Mark IV Golf, the the, the grey one. Then I had a, another Mark II Golf shell that I've bought. I started doing work to it, and I've realized there was too much work, so I sold it. Then I've bought the Mark III Golf of my friend Jamie, uh, the green one that Matt's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then onto the Swamp Rats. 
Ah, do you want to dive into the swamp? Is that what its its actual name is dubbed? The swamp rat. Yeah, the swamp rat. Funny story about that, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a funny story. There is. Go and look at another Mark too with James. That's great. But boys, can I um, uh, can I just stop you for a second and can I go for a uh, good old piss? Yeah, yeah, you can do that, guys. Yeah, we're going for a break. We'll be yeah, right take- back after this short message. If you're enjoying today's episode, then why not share it with one of your friends? Yay, Volkswagen friends. Uh, welcome back to the old Volks home. I'm Dan uh, with my co-host Matt, and today we're with Simon from Auto Finesse. Welcome back to welcome the show. Back. Hello. And Hello, Simon Dan. was just about to dive into the story. Apparently, it's a funny story behind his Mark II Golf, which is named the Swamp Rat. Tell us. Take it away, Simon. What's the story? Right. So uh, Matt knows the story because he was there at the same yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> it was not that long after James has bought a uh, BBS Mark II Golf that we found another BBS Mark II Golf uh, about an hour and a half away from uh, from where we live, uh, from the where the headquarters was. We went there, looked at the car. Uh, it wasn't what it said on the tin. Uh, the body kit was also moved into the body. Uh, so it wasn't a genuine, nice BBS Mark II belt. But the gentleman had how many Mark IIs do you reckon? Yeah, there, Matt. Four, didn't he? he had four or five. Yeah, I think he had more than that because he had he like might... two or three rows of that of, of them. Yeah, he might have done over. I didn't really. But yeah, the there was this shell that really looked really depressed uh, right at the back of the garden. Um, basically, weed growing out of it, covered in moss. Um, and it kind of caught my eye. Um, so I've asked mate how much he wants for it. Uh, he asked me whether I smoked crack this morning. <laughs> I said, no, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. He said, mate, give me 300 quid for it, it's yours. Uh, I didn't have any money because didn't go to Dubai car for myself. So James kind of uh, fronted me for it. Uh, Good job, quid. Yep. 300 quid later, the car's on the back of a trailer. No, it's on my truck, wasn't it? Right. Oh, yeah, old it was DLT, on your truck. The old truck. Yeah, the old DLT. The old, old DLT. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we got it back to the unit. Uh, realized uh, it's basically had every single part missing from it. Wasn't that one on a pallet? What's that? Didn't it have no axles? Didn't no, ever... that was no, that was the early Type 19. Oh, okay. That was see, that that was my first shell. Right, we will go back but to it... the other one. I thought it was. I did. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. I thought it wasn't rolling. I can't remember. No, you, I yeah. mean, you've had an, you've had your accident in between. Yeah, I know. That's probably know. right. <laughs> but um, no, it was the white shell in in the mate's garden. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, when it was white, but I yeah. thought it had no axles in it. But there we go. Because we yeah, built yeah. at the same time we built the white BBS. No, you we built the BBS, and then you and Sam had one, didn't you? 
yeah, that's me and Sam building pretty much uh, together. Together, yeah. So you brought so, it yeah. back on a on the back of a truck. On the back, and you back, noticed back, that yeah. all the parts were missing. Well, no, I didn't notice. I knew like there is absolutely fuck all to it, but yeah. I thought at least you would have like the brake servo or or a steering rack. Uh, yeah. But you literally had nothing, mate. Like, yeah. no fuel tank, no, no real life. Like, I mean, literally a bare shell, bare rolling shell, but let's put it that way. And it's running and driving today. Yeah. How oh, far yeah, ago yeah. are we talking? When when did you get this one? Oh, <sighs> Jesus. Have a look. Right. Oh. I, hold on. I can tell you exactly when we went to Werbersee. Hold on. I've got a sticker on it. 2016. 2016, we went to Werbersee, so I must have got it 2015. Yeah, it was early... Early 2015. No. Or it's... maybe even 2014. No, it wasn't. It's 15, middle of summer. Yeah. And... Because it was bloody hot the day we picked it up. Mm. Temperature gauge on a truck kit going up. Is That's this it? the one where, Matt, did you say that you helped build the end? Is it a 180? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, obviously, Matt, obviously, Matt put the engine in. <laughs> He's the 118 king, isn't he? I mean, right, you... I mean, you just need to check your bolt, but <laughs> he's the man for it. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. Wow, so so how did you... Where did you get most of the parts from? Did you sort of... Was it a slow collection, a slow process of collecting all the parts? Or was yes, it like, so... I'm going to order everything in one go, just like fast? No, absolutely, mate, absolutely not. I'm... Mate, I don't shit money. Uh, nor does money grow on trees. So mm. uh, yeah, but you're Mark. And now, isn't it? Yeah, so I had some money from that. I had like pulled the air right out of it, got the uh, fuel tank out of that. Um, got a lot of bits from it. Like brakes. The, yeah, the brakes are from it. So I've got Porsche. Uh, what are they in nine six nine nine six Porsche rear Front. brakes? I think. Or front brakes. Yeah, the front. They're not rears because you had to run seventeen, senior. Yeah, I have to. I have to run seventeen to hear the brakes. Um, yeah, so I found a few parts already laying around from like the previous Mark Two Golfs that I've bought uh, and had. And then I brought that shell, didn't I? Bought yeah, you've bought out. the black shell. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I found a few parts are laying around. Uh, managed to buy a few bits here and there, or swap this for that. Yeah, um, Heritage helped out a lot, didn't they? Sorry, Heritage helped out a lot, didn't they? Yeah, Heritage basically just yeah, they've done good for me. Uh, they're a they are sponsor of Auto Finesse. What's the relationship there between Auto Finesse and Heritage Parts Center? I've got absolutely no fucking clue. Because <laughs> I I've used the Auto <laughs> Finesse promotional code for Heritage once. Yeah, so they've they've helped us for, obviously they help us with the caddies. Um so any parts that we need for the caddies, uh, whether it's like door cards or any bits of the interior, body panels, uh, anything. Um or anything for 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 a mark to golf we've got the, the race car as well. I've heard that the new caddy needs new door seals, like window seals, and apparently when I come up, I'm just gonna sort of pay a quick visit, take those parts off you and put them on my truck. That's what I've heard. Um, Matt? <laughs> I ain't said nothing. Nothing doing no, I'm just, I'm I'll just tell you what, 
you you can deal with James. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing. But, um, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> it's, um, no, earlier you mentioned uh, the BBS Mark II. Now, Matt's, Matt knows exactly what I'm about to say um, because for many people know already that I'm not, I'm still learning about all the car culture and all this, that, and the other. And, you know, I just want to know what is a BBS Mark II? So it's a body kit that had been designed, I presume, by BBS uh, to go on a various car. So it was a Mark One and a Mark II Golf, as well as there was a, I think, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, Mercedes and a BMW. Yes, that's right. Um, right. Okay. So they made uh, body kits that included arches, doors, uh, like the bottom of the door sill, uh, front lip and a rear splitter, maybe a bumper. Some of them included uh, parts like the spoiler and a hood scope, as well as the grill, I believe. Yeah. Is it similar to like, I don't know if we had it in the UK, but maybe it was an American thing, but they had like Zender kits. Is that similar? Yeah, Zender. That's what yeah, we right. have Zender. Race cars got Zender body kit. Right. Yeah. Is it so? Is that similar? Or no, is it... the race. No, the race has got Kamiki on it. Right. Okay. Well, this is all. I love learning. This is this is perfect for me. Um. So that's the Mark II. Now it's it's quite patina from the from the photos, right? Yeah. So uh, it's fake patina. It's fake patina. I don't know. Fake patina. What on my car? Yeah. Some of it's not. Well, some of it's piss. First, um, first, first of all, it was fake. You yeah, now it's put just salt on it, and then you moved units and left it outside for a good three years. Yeah, and then you built it up again to yeah. what it is now. Yeah, really. So yeah, it's it's kind of fake patina going to real patina. Well, the main reason why I ask is because obviously the truck I have's got a little touch of patina, and I wanted to know what you would do to pro sort of protect it and make sure it's not going to get worse and worse and worse because obviously there's um, there's a lot of products out there like poppy's patina patina sauce uh what's that stuff that i've used before right the... so um if you want me to be honest yeah um, i would let it go really just nothing just keep going well it depends what you want Rather, right so you've got two options right look if you're gonna keep your truck for let's say 10 years right mm-hmm are you happy with it being rusty in 10 years and still be happy driving it? Or would you more than think like a grown up and think I need to get this thing hundred percent restored to its original glory because I've got a fucking kid and, and I'm a grown up. Okay. So I know this is, this episode is supposed to be about you, Simon, but for just a quick, to answer your question real quick, the truck that I've got is from 1980 and the color is mountain green and they for anybody who didn't know the mountain green was only for that one year in 1980 and then they stopped doing it they didn't do it on any other any other years they just did it on the rabbits and the rabbit pickup right so it's a one year color and yeah. it, so for that reason alone it's very rare i'm in two minds because obviously i <sighs> majority of me wants to keep it mountain green and original it's the original paint that was put on in the factory in pennsylvania and the other part of me 
really likes clean vehicles and i would love one day to have a really nice spotless uh right do you know what i mean as right as i can tell you as, i can answer your question literally 10 seconds mm. you buy another caddy that you restore while you keep the patina one patina yeah i was thinking that i was thinking it's, that but of course it's, like it's, you said it's earlier, as simple as that it's yeah it's like you said earlier money doesn't grow on trees but I can appreciate your response. And that no, is... but that's 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 what it is. I really want another Mark II Golf that I can take my kid out. I mean, I took my kid out in my swamp rat for the first time last weekend, and he absolutely loved it. Oh, amazing! Uh, uh, but when I do grow up and he's a little bit older, if, is he gonna like the rusty look? Maybe mm. not. But I would like to have another Mark II Golf, pretty much a copy of all I have now with the same wheels, pretty much the same spec, but with a nice solid color rather than, than rusty. Yeah. I feel you. Do you know what I mean? Just to be that a bit, bit, bit more classier. Yeah. I feel you. It, all it is, it's just because obviously I see you guys on the, on the old auto finesse videos on YouTube and Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I would do anything to just have a nice, spotless vehicle so I can actually buy these products and use them and actually do the whole paint correction thing and actually protect what it is rather than sort of get the, like Matt's uh, use the triple on the truck and we can only use it in certain spots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's what I, you know, like you yeah. say, I'd love to have a clean one as but you well. You can have your daily for that. Yeah. True. True. You can, you can exercise all those emotions and, and the pleasure of actually cleaning the car on, on your daily. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds, eh? Future, yeah. what the future holds. Now, just going back to um, auto finesse and and yourself, really. But what do you see in the what's what's happening for you guys in the near future? What what are you looking forward to in the this year, two thousand twenty three? So, um, I think I don't want to really want to blow bubbles on it, but I think we're going to do SEMA this year for the first okay. time. So uh, we're really expanding into Americas. Um, yeah. And then obviously opening a new distribution center in Germany. Okay. Yeah, so these are the two biggest, biggest things that we're going to concentrate on this year. Oh, amazing. Yeah. What What about you specifically? Is there any sort of vehicles that you're trying to get hold of or, you know, oh, I'd love to have this car one day or, you know, no, or is mate, there something um, else? No, actually I'm trying to offload um i'm trying to offload my life a little bit mm. uh, purely because again the family they're buying a house uh matt knows i want to sell my i've got a camper t4 yeah i'm trying to sell that uh, so he's trying to sell that uh, oh is me. this the yellow one yes yeah, that's a... great yeah okay um so i'm trying to sell that i've also have a polish fiat 126p uh that I kind of want to keep be purely because it was the 1991 uh, car, the same as my Golf and the same year I was born. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I want to keep that, but then... Flintstones car, though. Sorry. Yeah, it's a Flintstones car because he hasn't got a fucking floor. Cut <laughs> <laughs> wow. it out. Mm. And of course, you've got, it's, it's a running car. you've got the podcast and, yeah, coming up. Yeah, so the podcast coming up as well. So I've been trying to kind of build a house 
well, not build a house, but you know, like do a second fix on the house. Um, yeah. Be a family man, go to work every day, and do the podcast. Wow, man, that's amazing. Matt, yeah. did you have any anything else you wanted to ask Simon whilst whilst we've got him? Yeah, who's doing your podcast with you, Ollie? Ollie, yeah, yeah. Oliver Wilkes. Yeah, yeah, Ollie. So, uh, yeah, Ollie's good. Uh, amazing videographer. Oh yes, very good. Yeah, and, and will uh, that have its own like Instagram and all that and YouTube channel? Yes. So um, on YouTube, we're basically called the Drive In Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is the Drive underscore In with double N. And pretty much on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, everywhere else. And obviously Spotify, Google Podcasts and, and whatnot. Uh, just type in the drive-in and uh, and look for a funky logo with a wheel, microphone, a piston and a shock absorber on it. And that's <laughs> us. We will put the links to all of those things you mentioned in the show notes below. So if anybody, uh, we do encourage you to go and check out the drive-in on podcast, on the, the drive-in podcast, I should say. We'll put links to everything in the show notes and uh, that's where people can find you. And of course, you've got your own Instagram as well. We'll put the link to that in the show notes below as well. Thank you and- very much. Um, also, um, if you want, I have got some stickers and uh, earrings and a bottle opener if you want to give to your audience. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, I'm sure we could sort something out on, like, maybe Instagram, do a giveaway or something. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you want to give them away or give them for yourself, um, it's <laughs> absolutely up to you. But I can send them wherever you want in the world. So, Nice one, pal. Yeah. Matt, anything else you want to add? Um, 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 um. I do have two more closing questions before uh, before I wanted to give Matt the opportunity if you wanted to ask anything. No, I know Simon too well, so this is true. This is I've the only been to, yeah, he's he knows I've, me inside out. Well, I've been, to, I've, been, I've been to Simon's house, so I've seen the podcast area. Yeah, that's right. It looks amazing on the Instagram. Yeah, been, I mean, you go to pop over and uh, and have an actual look and film it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So my my last uh, two questions are, well, the first part is who inspires you, and that could be anything. Could be people that you've seen online. Could be people in your family and friend circle or whatever. That's the first question. Is who inspires you? The second question, as the final question, is if you could give advice to anybody new in the car community, and they're maybe they're just they've just got their first project car yeah what advice would you give to them don't get into it <laughs> straight up don't just but, stop yeah I can't, unless you want your life to be fully surrounded by cars car people mm. missing deadlines uh your bank account going overdraft mm. uh, you come up with a build cost and you say it's ten thousand it's actually thirty thousand crying you think it's a year, but it's actually five years. I need to butt in on this one. Go on. Go on. When we build cars, we do get to a deadline, and it always happens. No, you do. I don't. But we have. Look at the race car. We were still yeah. putting stickers on it when it was on the trailer. Yeah, true. True. Uh, actually, what race to car? Be fair, hang on, hang on, hang on. What race car? The Mark II race car. The the Kame one, the all-to-finish race car. 
Yeah. Right, this is the one you did, Matt. Yeah, but Simon did help, and Simon helped on the BBS car. Yeah, you put back the stickers in the day. On it. We, did, it... we did get onto, we did have a deadline, and we, we stuck to the deadline, and we got there. Wow. To be fair, to be fair, we stuck to the deadline with Momok to go, because... Um... Yeah. You wanted to Wolvesey, then you got to Wolvesey. Well, he well, got there. Yeah, he, he got, got there. Yeah, he's yeah, done so, so basically, then I've we've built, finished building this car a day before Wolvesey, right? It's yeah. never been road tested, nothing. No, it got it MOT. So, just went, didn't we? Yeah. So basically, after MOT, I road tested it, and I've probably done we went twenty to, miles, uh, didn't we? Did you, you? You didn't take yours to an early edition, did you? No, so it's no, he Sam- wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. No, Sammy did. Yeah, and the BBS car did. Yeah, yeah, mine did because it wasn't ready. But that morning, uh, that evening, we were going to broke morning. We went to we set off, didn't we? Yeah, that's why I didn't go to early edition. I stayed back and I was yeah. doing my mark to go. Yeah. So basically, anyway, we got, but everyone else got the Z. I got 10 miles away from Wervesey because my stab axle melted to my rear wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. Christ. Yeah. But we've managed to tow the car back the next morning and Matt has fixed it for me. We found a scrapyard and yeah. we found it outside the scrapyard. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, the last question, like I say, was who inspires you, Simon? That's a very difficult question because I get inspired by a lot of different people on different levels. Well, you can give us a list if you want of people top of the dome, top of the... Right. My partner, she inspires me, uh, Alex. Yeah? uh, In day-to-day life. uh, She puts that with me. That's that's, that's the main thing, mate. We all part with you, son. Yeah. (laughs) The amount of like time I've been spending in the garage trying to get this podcast ready and stuff like uh, she's she's very understandable so obviously she's she's inspires me with her patience business wise I get inspired by obviously James person that I work for uh, it's just a great mentor and just a good person in life uh, he'll go an extra mile to help you just don't cross his just don't cross his path like, <laughs> okay um, yeah, it's like well, works both ways, doesn't it? Scratch someone's back and scratch your back. Um, yeah, for sure. Anybody else you can think of? Or? Yeah, absolutely. My mum and my dad. My mum pretty much raised me on her own. Uh, obviously, a strong woman. Um, put up with me again. I was a little shit when I was younger. Oh dear. My dad. Yeah, absolutely. You, Matt, you know it. You've known me since I was, well, you know, prior to meeting Alex. Um, then my dad, great business person and great mentor. Very straight up, good gentleman. Um, yeah, and, and just good people in life. People that you meet on a daily basis. People that do the little small things, you know. Like the other yeah. day, I've seen a person helping someone, an old older person with a with the shopping, put the shopping in the car, and I was like, "This, those are the people that that inspire me." You know, those those small things. Yeah, and 
obviously going on a sort of like a different tangent or whatever but um it's funny i've noticed recently how different people come in and out of your life i don't know if anybody any of you guys have experienced that where... absolutely 100 percent. yeah matt have you oh, yeah any of that yourself like just yeah. maybe people from school or college or yeah yeah, yeah all of that mad oh, isn't it it's do you know what best example i've bought my house right i had a stable job like before that i was always up for fucking going out partying or that then work, obviously, going to shows, uh, then meeting my partner, then meet buying a house that most of my friends like fucking dream of. And that kind of like pushes people in a way, seeing people succeed. People, really? Yeah, I think, oh, 100%. What, from the you moment you start house, people are... Yeah, from, yeah, from people, like people seeing you happy, people seeing you enjoying your life, people, right. People, certain people enjoy that you enjoy your life, right? They, mm. they, they enjoy it with you. And some people are against that, you know, yeah. because maybe they don't want to work hard enough for for what they have, and they get jealous, don't they? Yeah, jealousy, absolutely, Matt. Um, so yeah, I've, hey, people come and go, uh, but those people who you stay, who, you know, who stay and. And you might have your fallouts, like me and Matt had some fallouts before. Um, but, you know, we we never, like, really fall out. No. Like, I think we, we always come back and uh, make peace. That's <laughs> that's it, you know? But, yeah, other than that, fuck the haters, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, you know, I've just noticed it myself. You know, people, I, it's probably not necessarily, you know, people are jealous of, of what I'm doing. It's just weird how, I don't know, maybe I just picked the wrong people in life to sort of be friends with. But I've noticed that the the more I find my own passions in life, the like the less people from my but you know, from school and friends from years ago, they just don't really give a shit. It's, it's, um, yeah, but, um, that's what you've got to understand. It's my, from my personal view, right? At school, you played football, you went skateboarding, you had that group of friends, right? Mm. As you grow up, like, certain people want to do, let's say, fucking website design, certain people want to be mechanics. You start venture out. You start making circles at your places of work. You move work. You go this and that, and that itself kind of distances you from people itself. But yeah. I have people that I went to school with, maybe two or three, back from Poland. Yeah, so I'm talking 15, 16 years ago, right? Mm. I don't have to see him for two or three years, right? But the moment I see him, it's like we've seen each other the other evening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Those are true friends, yeah. And one of my friends is in Germany. He does. Um, he works on yachts, right? He does yacht design and all that stuff. Other friends, a builder in Poland, has got his own business. And another one works in a fucking supermarket. On the, He's a manager of a supermarket, right? And it might be like... I will see one or the other pretty much on every six months. Yeah, I've never seen all of them together at once. Mm. But those are true friends. And same in, in, in England, I've got maybe 
five five actual people that that like I could call up tomorrow and be like, yo, I'm fucked on the fucking side of a motorway. Can you help me out? Mm. Other than uh, that, other than that, other than that, they're mates. Like, yeah, yeah. You're all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Cool. Like, we chat a little bit. They're mates. Actual yeah. five people, like people that would actually genuinely go out the way to help me out. Five. Yeah, I'm with you there. What um, was that quote? It'd ring as well. Sorry, Matt. What I said saying? I'd know you'd be the first person who'd ring if you broke down. You would. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be me. That's because yeah, you're a fucking mad. trailer. Are you about to try No, but it's not. But no, it's not even that. Like I've got other powers, but they'd yeah, be I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, fucking, didn't get out of bed till fucking this or that, or I had to work right. It's the people that, yeah, they're friends when they want to be your friends, but in reality, they're just fucking useless. But mate. you know, you could ring me one o'clock in the morning if you broke down and I can't get you. Yeah, same same as fucking you do the same for James. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? And if you'd get fucking stuck somewhere, I'm pretty sure you fucking fucking help. I, I'd yeah. help. Do you know what I mean? What was that quote that I heard the other day? There was a guy who said, "You don't need twenty friends. You just need three motherfuckers." <laughs> Have you heard this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I don't right. know if it's from Pulp Fiction or something, but right. I don't know. I, I just made that up, but. <laughs> Well, dude, this has been an eye-opener for me, and I feel like I continue to learn quite a lot. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time out to come on our little podcast and no, just talk about, about Volkswagens. I really appreciate it, mate. No, I, I really appreciate to, uh, for you to invite me to be on your podcast. I really do. And we'll definitely have you on your game as well. New update. Yeah, I mean, whenever you guys are over, come, yeah. in and, uh, come in and check out my little den. Yeah, when, yeah, that'd be quite fun. When Dan comes up, and uh, he's up for the weekend, we'll um, we'll have one of them days, and we'll come over one evening and yeah, come up for a beer. Yeah, and I mean the bar's ready, Barry's fully stocked, so <laughs> nice one. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, what we'll do, we'll leave all your links in the show notes below. Like I said earlier, uh, thank Simon, you much, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And Appreciate look forward it. to speaking you speaking to you soon. And uh, yeah. thank you very Matt, much, Dan and Matt. Yeah, well, Matt. Likewise, you. cheers yeah. for joining us again. And yeah. uh, thanks to everybody listening. And we will see you in another episode next week. Yeah.